0: Come and gathered in your name, God. We come to now open up your word and, and to hear from your word and grow. God, at this teaching hour, Father, I pray be all of you and none of me, Father. In Jesus name, Lord, we pray. Let all those agree. Say Amen. 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 Again, I want to welcome you again to the first year of the Refuel Church Development Conference. Praise the Lord as Hope Bible Church under the leadership of Pastor Lonnie Whisker and Zion. Baptist Church with me. Uh, Sam, I am. You see my name tag. Praise the Lord. We're so excited and look forward of growing together and refueling and filling each other up. And so at this time, we're going to get into the teaching hour. And does and everybody have a booklet? And there's note, room in there for you to take notes for the, for the lesson time and then for the, uh, after, the second segment to be the sermon. And so you have plenty of room to take notes as you feel uh, right there so make yourself right at home dealing with the fuel, the, the the name the title the acrostic we're dealing with F dealing with fundamentals and we're going to deal with discipleship and if you have your bible you can open up to John 3rd chapter I'm sorry John thirteenth chapter You're going to deal with what Jesus says they will know you are my, how you will know, how they will know that you are my disciples. Looking at verses 34 to 35, if you have to say amen, you don't have to say hold on, I'll hold on. And as you turn it I'll give you a little a context of what's going on, Jesus is, is preparing to sit down and have uh, the Last Supper, and and, and during this time, he, he previous before we get to where he washes disciples' feet. In the first verse, he's talking about how he's going to make his love known to him, knowing that the time has come. And, and so Jesus is, is giving some last words, some last instructions to his disciples. He's pouring into them, lifting them up, knowing that there's going to be a time he's going to be gone. And when he's gone, he wants them to know how to live a life that is pleasing to him. And, And so John 13th chapter, looking at verses 34 and 35, it says this, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Look to your left, look to your right, tell somebody you ought to love one another. Now the thing is this about... What, what, is half, what does love have to do with anything? And, and that's the thing we got to look in. Loving like a disciple, Jesus says, they will know you are my disciples how are you what? Love one another. Little little history here. The church, the church is a body of believers. An ecclesia basically means an assembly, a group of believers. The church is you and me. And people will know you belong to the church, not necessarily a name of the church, but to the church how are you what? Love. One another. So what does it mean to be a disciple? The basic fundamental of a disciple is love. It is love to so say somebody, somebody say love. love. Now, in the world, love is used so loosely. Sometimes, as and even in, in, in the kingdom of God, we have Christians that use love as a cliche. We'll just say I love you because I'm in church, but I really don't mean it. Because I love you, but I'm going to talk about you when I go. We're not really saying I love you. Jesus says they will know you are my disciples by how you what? Love, love one another. Let's look at the Bible again, John 13 chapter. Look at first verse. It says this. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave leave this world and to go to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world. He now showed them the full extent of his love. First and foremost, listen, love alone counts. First thing, love alone counts. Jesus realized, I'm going to show my love, my full extent of my love. And how do we know he's going to show his full extent of his love? Well, first and foremost, he washes his disciples' feet. All right. When you love somebody, you look out for their best interests. You care about them. As a disciple, Jesus is teaching them how to give up and serve one another. I lost that. I'm going to take this one. Amen. Jesus says this, that they will know you are my disciples, how you love one another. Now, in the English, you know there's nouns and there's verbs. Love can be used as a noun, but you'd rather have it as a verb. Would you rather somebody say I love you or would you rather somebody so they love you? See, Jesus is showing that how you love one another. Jesus is saying this, I'm washing your feet. Then you look in the text, you look in the text, Jesus says this, you call me master, but I serve you. He is showing them how love alone counts. Love alone counts. Love alone stands by itself. How do we, you need help with that? In 1 Corinthians thirteen chapter, it says this in the first verse and second verse. It says, "If I speak." In the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resigning gown or a clanging symbol. Then it says, if I have the gift of prophecy and, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can, can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Even goes on to say how you can sell all your possessions, but still if there's no love, it means nothing. Jesus is saying this, that I can tell you I love you, but i rather show you. I love you. As disciples, we need to show the community we love them. As disciples, we should show people that we love Christ, how we care for the poor. We care for the sick. We look out for the widows and those who are deprived and depressed and disgruntled. That we go out into the community, not just loving ourselves, as the world is selfish. The world cares for, number one. But Jesus, look, you call me master, but I'm going to be servant. So love alone counts. So don't just love yourself, but love your neighbors, and also Jesus teaches to love your enemies. You see, Jesus is, is giving a new commandment, and now wise is new. In the context, see, they were being taught by these Pharisees and Sadducees who are concerned about self righteousness. They were not concerned about how they should take care for when Jesus was sitting with the sinners, they would talk about him. Is that so in love? When you see people that are missing and left out and they don't care about them, so I don't talk to them. I'm not like them. But Jesus says this, that I came for the laws. We need to follow whose example? Christ. Because being a disciple means I'm a follower of Christ. And so if Christ sat with sinners and gave to sinners, who am I to say I'm above sinners? Is that showing love? Jesus wants us to follow his commandment and not only follow his command, but follow his example. So in John fifteen thirteen, this is continue on, and you go to fifteen thirteen. See, Jesus is, is not done talking about love. You see, one thing need, we need to understand in the church that we always got to continue talking about love. Jesus didn't just not talk about love one time; he talked about it multiple times. In John fifteen chapter, look at verse thirteen. The awesome word of God says that greater love has what? No man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Now, Cassius, he says for his what? Friends. Now, who's a friend of God? Those who obey his commands. What? Who's a friend of God? Those who obey his commands. What is his command? That you love one another. I'm glad that we have a, a Lord and Savior that says, I call you friend when you obey my commands. I, I, some of y'all may be looking at me kind of lost. He says, this, look at verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command. <laughs> and he went over and said, I give you a new command that you say what? Love one another. And, and it is so amazing that we understand as a disciple Jesus drove home love not only as just a principle but it's a commandment it is order for us to do to love one another. It was so it was so important that he asked a, a, a lawyer came and asked him what's the greatest law? He said first love God with all your heart, with all your might. Then he said, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." You see, he hanged it all together the key thing is love why is it love in john first uh, john fourth chapter 8 where you see that god is love god defines love love does not define god god is love that's why when you look in first corinthians 13 chapter, you see how love love bears all things endures all things you know then you see in john also in the fourth chapter it says how perfect love casts out all fear because god love it's so that powerful that there's nothing to fear. You see, when God's love is in us, it's to draw people to Christ. In Acts second chapter 41 to 42, you could see in there that how when they loved one another, how many were added on to the church by love. It, it, it didn't say that they went out of the major assemblies. It didn't say that they went out knocking from door to door by themselves. By how they so love one to another, people were drawn. Aren't you drawn to people that are welcoming, who are loving? Don't you go back to that store that gives good customer service? Don't you go back to that restaurant that gives good customer service? Why? Because they treated you with respect. You, en- you enjoyed how they treated you. When you treat others with the love of Christ, guess what? They'll come back. That's why we should love one another. Because love alone wins. Ephesians 5 and 2 says this, that, and, and live a life of love just as what? Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, sacrifice to God. What it means is that love, love alone means that we have to sacrifice. Sometimes you can't put yourself first. You have to put yourself last. You have to be willing. Not necessarily you have to give up your life, but maybe you might give up your spot in line. Maybe you might give up your time. Maybe you might have to give up the money that's in your wallet. Maybe you might give up the shoes that are on your feet. Maybe you'll give up the clothes you just bought and somebody else needed that suit. Maybe you just might have to give somebody a ride knowing gas costs a lot of money, but you're going to give them a ride anyway downtown. Love costs, but yet God will repay you. God will fill you back up with his awesome love so you can give more out. God wants you to stay connected to him because love alone lasts. In 1 Corinthians 13, talks, uh, uh, verse 8 says, love never fails. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But to go back to the beginning, it says, love never fails. What does that mean? That means, church, we need to show love one to another because it'll never fail. How will people come to know Christ? It's not necessarily how great the sermon is, not how great your, uh, you, you dress or how well you quote verses. It's how well you show the love of Jesus Christ. Because when you show the love of Jesus Christ, guess what? They'll come and be willing to hear from you. They'll be ready, re- ready to open up the word of God. There's people that have very poignant things to say, but they're turned off because how you tra- act. They, w- they want to find Christ, but yet they don't see Christ in you, but they know you know Christ. But since the way you act is not very loving towards them, they don't want to get near you. But when you show love, we are able to exalt Christ and draw more men unto him because we lift up his name, how we love one another. Jesus says they will know you are my disciples. Do people know that you are a follower of Christ at your workplace without you telling them? Do people know that you follow Christ in your neighborhood without you telling them? Do your children, do your spouse know that you have a relationship with Christ without you telling them? We need to realize that love is being evident in our our everyday life and what we do and what we say. And why is this? The church is the last defense of Christ. People are judging the church to see if Christ is real. If Christ is real, how come the Christians are fighting each other? If Christ is real, how come they are kicking out the pastor? If Christ is real, why are they fighting in the church? If Christ is real, why would I go there when they getting drunk just like I'm getting drunk to tell me I need to come to church? I don't need to come to church. I'm already doing the same thing you're doing right now. But yet when we love Christ, we love what he's told us to do and we show it to others. Love alone counts. Love alone wins. Love alone lasts and this close with this that Ephesians 5:25 says this I know I know husbands going to get beat up but it's all right husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her when you love Christ will you be willing to give up your life for him now, now, somebody's thinking, I, I want to kill myself for him. Not necessarily that you got to mortify your body, but there's some things in your life you need to give up to present yourself as a living sacrifice to him. Say, Lord, I, I wanted to go this way in my life, but you telling me to love you. And so, therefore, I need to love you and not love the world and give this up, God, and I give you my life. I give up my life to you. Why? Because, Christ, you died for me, so now I will live for you. And so this is the, what, what Ephesians is talking about, how. Jesus gave himself up. We need to give ourselves up and love one another. I'll put you first. You go ahead of me. I'll humble myself. Are we willing to give up ourselves? Going back to John 13 chapter. Jesus deals with love. Then he talks about how he's going to be betrayed. Uh, Look at verse 35. By by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you what? Love one another. The Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And that also Peter loves Jesus. Tell him how I will lay my life down for you. But then Jesus lets him know the truth. Then Jesus answered, will you really mm. lay down your life for me? I tell you the truth before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. I don't know about you, but I see myself as Peter in this right here. How I say, Lord, I love you. I'll give my life up for you. But there's times in my life that I have denied him and not shown love for Christ, but so more love for myself first. But you see here. Peter does not stop here. That later on, Jesus comes up and says, Peter, do you love me? He said, Yes, I love you. He said, Feed my sheep. And, and later on, you could read about Peter speaking on behalf of the church. And then later on at Acts, you can see Peter in front of the Sanhedrin saying, Look, you can kill me now. But look, I have to stay, I have to speak for what I've seen yeah. and for what I heard. How is that? Because why? Peter saw Jesus Christ crucified yeah. and him resurrected. Yeah. You see, when you know Jesus is, is real. Well, you know that he did not only die, but he rose again. Guess what? He's still alive. How do I know he's alive? He's living in me. That's what it's all about. And Peter realized that. We can go through the same thing. Jesus, I met you, but now I know you as resurrected Lord and Savior. When Peter saw him as resurrected Lord and Savior, he realized that this is the Messiah, and I will lay my life down for him. So don't get caught up thinking about I might have fallen short. How can I make it up? Well, Peter fell short as well. But guess what? Right now you can make it up. Say, Lord, I will love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. I want people to know that I am your disciple by how I love one another. When my boss gets on my nerve, I will still show love. My children get on my nerve, I will still show love. People cut in front of me in traffic, I will still show love. Because why? They will know that you are my disciples. How you? Love one another. Any questions, any comments, any concerns about this, about being a disciple, how we should love one another? Is it difficult? Yes. Because we're dealing with some unlovable people, aren't we? People who are hard-headed just like you are. People don't agree with the same things you agree with. Don't dress the way you want them to dress. There's people that will come into our respective churches and won't look like you look. But they're looking for love. Can you show them love? There's people that may not smell the way you want them to smell, but they're looking for love. Will you show them love? So ask yourself these questions. This is what I want you to do. We're going to have a, a breakout session. I want you to think about these questions within your groups and pray about them. Do some deep soul searching. How am I showing love daily? How am I showing love daily? When I was looking at this, it got me because times I'm very selfish and I've just lived for me. So am I really showing love daily? Next one is, do people who do not know me know I know Christ? Do people who do not know me know I know Christ? What I mean is that people you may work with, they don't really know you. They see you. People that see you day by day basis that you don't know, but they know you. Do they know that you know Christ? The last one I want you to do is think about your church. How does my church show love? And then think about this. If your church does show love, don't say, well, my church already shows love. Think of this. How can my church show more love? And then this is what you get involved. How can I be a part of my church showing more love? Because why? We've got to continue to lead to love. Can't say I did well on next Sunday. How can I get better? How can I get better? It might be somebody I miss. So how can my church show more love? How can I be a part of that? Maybe I could be an usher. Maybe I can be a greeter. Maybe I could just make an extra point to, to, to hug somebody else or shake their hand or make sure they feel comfortable when they come in. Think about how can I show more love? Because Jesus says they will know you are my disciples. How you what? Love one another. So those are the questions I wanted to get into.